0: yes welcome back to coast to coast you are with well we're not with the original people anymore we've cut daniel kerr bye-bye daniel uh we've got rid of him we've got rid of travis king as well uh he's on the outer on at the selection table somewhere where I'm very used to being. Uh, We've flicked Travis King off. He is now employed by the West Coast Eagles as our media manager. So we've flicked him off the greatest part of the club, which is this podcast. And it's just me. But I am the only one returning from last year. But luckily enough, we have had a new blood step into some shoes. I'd like to welcome and introduce the newest member of the Coast to Coast family, which is a very big family, Oscar Allen. Scoey, thank you very much. Mate, very similar to the on-field
1: selection table, late call-up. It's good to be here, starting a little bit later in the year than what I'd anticipated when I first found out about being a part of the show, but nevertheless, it's great to be here.
0: Are you excited about doing this? Because I I know you do have, I don't like call them aspirations, but you've got an interest in media and and doing other things other than just footy. Is this just a stepping stone to something bigger and better? you Are you going to leave me in your wake? Oh, I'm hoping. No, I'm trying to hold on to your tail. Obviously,
1: later stages you're probably going to expand your horizons post football into media areas, and if you can drag me along with you on the back of your boat, I'll go with you as far as you can take me.
0: All right. Well, this should be a bit of fun. Um, coast to coast last year was well, it was quite analytical. We spoke about games week by week. We we tried to give the fans a little bit of a. I guess, an insider's view into the footy club, into some of the decisions that were made around game day and coaching decisions and why we did certain things and what we thought about it, really. Um, so we're going to kind of continue down that lane, but we're on the Gold Coast. We're no longer at uh, the footy club and it's it's not the same year as it ever has been. So I think it's probably going to be some good perspectives. You've got uh, an old, bald, angry backman um, that has seen a fair bit and uh, probably has a little shaded views on some things. And you've got the young blood in Oscar Allen who, look, you're a forward, but you do like to dabble a bit in the back line, don't you?
1: Yeah, I think the back line, the energy the boys have down there is great, but oh, mate, I'm not going to say forwards are better than backs or backs are better than forwards. But um, Well, you some-
0: couldn't say forwards are going to be better than backs. No, I so, couldn't.
1: No. I'm actually doubling in the midfield as well, so I'm getting a feel mm. of all the areas. All I can say is the mids are comprehensively the third best line at the club, <laughs> and that's a fact, and you can ask <laughs> anyone at the club, and they'll agree to that.
0: Mate, yeah, so we're going to have young and old views on things, so we're just going to have a bit of a chat, Bring bring you guys, the listeners, inside the hub. But before we get to the hub... What's the last three months been like for you? Let's call it three months uh, since yep. round one. Round one was pretty normal. We had a preseason, had round one. Fair bit started going on in that week leading up to round one and it was like, well, are we going to have a season here? Played round one, had a good win against Melbourne and then we just stopped. What's it been like for you?
1: My personal experience of it is its is has been a little bit different from some other people. Obviously, the preseason. By the time round one comes, it's been three, four months of really hard grinding. Um, from a football perspective, I'd been often interrupted pre season. So I wasn't I hadn't really had the the miles in my legs of training load. So I the break for me was probably the best thing for my body. I got three months of good solid training in. But as you said, the I suppose unknown of whether we were gonna come back, would there be a full season, what's gonna happen. Um, there were definitely times in that that's twelve weeks basically when I was almost certain we wouldn't be getting back out into the field this year so as I said it's just great to be back here and I think it's something that a lot of the guys aren't taking for granted the fact we're able to come play footy and I think with everyone coming over to this hub it's probably been a positive I feel like if we weren't in this situation where we went from no footy back to this there wouldn't be as as endorsing of a we wouldn't be have been as accepting as a playing group to move away for a month. I don't know what your perspectives are on it are, mm. but that's the way I'm thinking of it as a young player anyway.
0: Yeah, mate. Like I think the whole time through we've had to be very flexible, and there's been a lot of I have at times been a little critical of uh, no one in particular. I think you know that sports journalism and, and the media industry in general has had to speculate a lot in the last three months. There hasn't been any action to, to commentate on, which is. You know that's why sports journalism exists. is to report on sport and report on matches and teams, and none of that's been happening. So, you know, looking from the inside out, it's been a little frustrating seeing a lot of the coverage. For us, we've had to deal with it uh, from a you know practical sense. Like this is our life. This is this is this is what we do. And uh, um, yeah, a lot of the coverage has been. You know, that's their jobs as well, the media and journalists, and I understand covid's impacted people in in ways you know people lost jobs people lost lives more than jobs uh Mm. so it's been a just a weird time but for us as footy players it's we've had to look at it from a practical sense which is you know like i said this is our job so we've had to we've had to really assess how that's going to play out because that's what we do for a living so uh from an older point, point of the older person's point of view uh it's been something like i've never seen before but the biggest thing I've taken out of it is just being flexible. Uh, things have changed every week, every day. Uh, even where we see ourselves now in the hub, we still don't know when we're leaving. We, we haven't had an update on that. You know, uh, there's some guys with family, including myself, including a lot of staff. Um, we had most of us had planned to get a lot of the family to come over, but probably with that um, unknown, it's been difficult to plan around that. Um, but that's been like that the whole time. You haven't really been on a plan for anything. You just had to sort of go with the punches, so to say, and just, you know, see see where it all lies, um, which has been interesting.
1: Yeah, I think one of the more interesting things about this whole scenario is as a younger player, you're probably more in the senior player circle. So you may be in a couple of group chats with older guys. Obviously, you're a member of the the AFL PA, so you have a lot to do with the bigger names in, in the AFL industry and how everything was working. But from a young player's perspective, throughout a lot of the time, the first time I was found out about coming back to training or that there was a potential season would be through media leaking it. Um, so mm. it, was, it was very interesting to find out what's happening with my my job, my livelihood through a third I suppose, source. Like, I wasn't finding out from the football club. I was finding out on Instagram because... Well, to put
0: that in perspective, right, like, you know, hopefully there's people listening that don't play footy and there's people with normal jobs out there and I say that, you know, in the nicest way. Footy isn't a normal job. It's Mm. publicly covered by every media outlet in the country and for you, a young... 21 22 year old 21 year old 21 year old 21 year old to be finding out what you're meant to be doing with your life uh via another source other than your employer because our employer west coast eagles are players we, we didn't know some things that have been happening like uh, it's just been happening so quickly it's no one's fault i just think that's been lost a little bit in the coverage publicly it's like well a lot of the coverage has been around um well paid elite athletes you know get on with a little bit for us that's perspective it's perspective for us. I mean, it's it's what we do. So I think I think you've handled it pretty well, mate. It's difficult to be able to um, get the right messaging across for eighteen-year-olds. We're eighteen-year-olds on our list, and we've got thirty-three-year-olds on our list. So everyone's in a very different stage of their life, and you know, someone needs no basis. You know, an eighteen-year-old is not going to be able. To, you know, go through information that high level probably senior players need to know. So really delivering that message with different things that have happened has been difficult at stages between the PA, Players Association, coaches, our footy club, the AFL. Um, there's a lot of different bodies that, a lot of moving parts that have got to come together to make it happen. But we have got here. We are on the Gold Coast in the hub. We did make it.
1: Yeah, made it. And we're playing footy, which is the main thing. We're yeah. back out there. Not playing as well as we would have hoped, but
0: we we've started, um, and there's only room to build from now. So no, I told you not to talk about that game. We weren't going to talk about <laughs> the game this week. Now we will we will touch on the game, uh, moving forward. But I thought uh, maybe to start with, we'd give you give you guys the listeners a bit of an insight into, I guess what's actually been happening. I did think about before having a chat today. Yeah, there's been stuff uh, out in the public about, I guess you know the hub and no surfing no golf no fishing it's something that keeps getting asked but i thought maybe we could speak about some different stuff that we're we've been doing like from you know uh probably the friday before we left yep in terms of um, bringing some stuff to the club and then kind of how that process has gone just to give everyone a bit of an insight of how it's gone down so friday before we were leaving monday friday before what we do there
1: we um we had training, but we weren't sure, obviously, with... Big shipping container came kind to of the club. Yeah, big, big shipping container, but we weren't sure whether these mm. things would get ticked off or not yet. Mm. So you were on a on a limb whether you wanted to bring over some items that you may or may not be allowed to use. So some bikes, golf clubs, surfboards, the likes of it guitars. were... Guitars. Guitars were packed up um, and shipped over. I think some of them were shipped over on the Frio. Um, the shipping <laughs> container, obviously, for those who don't know, we're... We're staying in the same resort as a Freo player, so I bump into them every day has obviously been an interesting challenge and in seeing how they go about it. But yeah, back to back to Friday week prior, we packed up our stuff, came in on the weekend, spent a bit of time with our family and loved ones on the weekend. Did you feel like you were packing up your life, or was it just packing your
0: bags for a trip?
1: Well, <laughs> again, with the without an end date, it's kind of like, am I going for four weeks? Am I going for six? eight i I don't know how long i'm going for what what do i need Mm. i packed almost everything i could brought two
0: suitcases three carry-on bags i was walking around my house like i literally did a search in every room in my house and i was just looking for expletive word that i'd use i was just looking at something like oh yeah i'll use that i'm just chucking in a bag walking around the house yeah no it was it was strange i've never been away for that long Nah, well, I've,
1: yeah, it was a very strange time. I've only just moved out of home as well. So I think it's compounded by the fact that um, you weren't, obviously, for those who don't know, under the normal AFL protocols, we weren't allowed to visit people that we didn't live with, Mm. even family members. So I wasn't able to say bye to mum and dad, brother, sister, family from basically two months before this we left so i haven't seen my family
0: for a couple months yeah the return to play protocols came into place i only mean, was about six weeks maybe four weeks once we came back to full contact yeah um, we had government exemption to train with contact um where you know the rest of society couldn't do that and very appreciative to be able to do that from the you know all governments around australia yep. that's basically a full national deal and that's why that came into place sometimes like, when you think about it like I think some boys were a bit unsure as to why it was in place and why we couldn't see anyone. Like we, we were pretty much back in stage five lockdown, weren't we? We couldn't see anyone. We couldn't leave our house unless you need to fill your car up, to the pharmacy, uh, essential, essential work, basically.
1: Yeah, and I and as you said, I do understand why they've done it. And as a football society, I suppose we're all really thankful for the government to bring in these initiatives and working closely with the AFL because people in society is still social distancing, using that term, just keeping a metre and a half away. And obviously when we're doing contact training and playing against each other on the weekends, we aren't social distancing. Obviously when the game's going on, we're taking measures around that to keep some distance, but we're getting really close and risking a higher chance of transmission. So we're doing all the things we can to try and ensure that we don't have it in the first place because if someone does get it, the tough thing is going to be if one player does get it, it will spread pretty quickly. Yeah,
0: so <clears throat> along with the, I guess, locked locked down and back inside before we left, um, there, was, there was and has been a lot of measures at the footy club um, keeping us all separate. So one of those has been training in groups of seven. So unless it's main training, uh, we had maybe two-hour stretch twice a week where we could all train together, all be together, all tackling, contact was allowed. Other than that, no contact and we we're in groups of seven players plus a coach. I found that section really interesting. And that's that's carried over here to the Gold Coast. We we're at the footy club, all 45 players. But we pretty much had the footy club sectioned off into uh, quarters. You had big uh, like workmen-like bunting, running down the middle of rooms. You couldn't get prepped in the same room as another group. You couldn't cross over. You couldn't, had to go a certain way around the around the club, it was just so weird because, you know, as footy players, we're routine-based. So to go back into a workplace where from two week, two months prior you could do whatever you want and walk wherever you go, it felt like we were quite restricted.
1: Logistically, it was a nightmare and I'm glad I wasn't the one planning it. And one of the other tough things was we do obviously have the, the brand-new facilities there, but we had such an advanced level of facility that other clubs didn't. But mm. to keep it fair although we had areas which were big enough to cater to the whole 45 with us still separated, we weren't allowed to remain in the same room. So there was there was a group of players who had their change rooms in the pool. So by the side of the pool, they had their, their stuff. Another group had theirs out on the field, another one in the gym, I think one upstairs in the cardio room. So there was a lot of moving around and shifting um, and you just needed to be as you said adaptable and being able to to go with the flow i suppose it's all it's all out of our control and the main outcome is just to get us to where we are right now to be able to play games of footy right
0: so we're on the gold coast now we're, we're over we're into our second week over here let's speak about the first week got over here we we're, we're effectively we're, we're in a five star resort like we this is the AFL and the club together with the PA they've put together a, a great hub footy wasn't going to start if we stayed in WA and we've we've moved over here to kick the season off and yes we've sacrificed a bit but people move away for their jobs all the time uh, there's families that are missing out but again we're, we're not gone forever so yeah I think overall like you said it's a logistical nightmare but The the guys that have been involved in putting it all together, it's been unbelievable, I think. Like the facilities here when we got here, incredible, right?
1: Yeah, and I think the best thing about it from the perspective of someone that's been here from the start, which is only a week ago, but how actively not only the AFL but the resort has been to listen to some of our, I suppose, requests for some alterations, whether that may be allowing us to train out on the ground, go in the gym together swimming pool recovery services the food it's improved everything um has just gotten better from our time at the hub and become more comfortable making it more as though as we're staying here for a prolonged period rather than just an away
0: trip well it's always going to happen as well right like it's never happened before so how do you plan how do you plan for something that no one's ever done before like i i've found the same thing it's just been improving every day because we're learning and that's the difficult thing about it is there's no experience to draw on specifically everyone goes through different things in their life that you be able to draw on hardship and uh, use some mental strategy to deal with you know I guess adversity, but specifically being in a hub in a team sharing with another team. We're still split up from Frio. Frio in this, it's it's a hotel right? It's it's a resort, but it's a hotel. You got a convention center attached, and it's a it's a big resort hotel attached to a golf club but it's still just a hotel um they're just on different levels to us yep um so we see them every day pretty yeah, much
1: Yeah, every day in the lifts just walking around but there's there have been measures taken to keep us separate so they're basically on the second floor all their activity rooms all their meeting rooms we're on the the bottom floor all our activity rooms and meeting rooms so it's not like we're spending every hour of every day together you might bump past two or three players a day and just say good day or keep your head down and walk um, the other way.
0: So you're not sh- shouting, "Fly for your coffee," um, at the, the brewster downstairs.
1: He actually wanted to get me one this morning, but I had to tell him I was busy. Oh, um, okay. Talking about being busy this morning, <laughs> scoey Yes. Recently lifting restrictions. Yes. So as we mentioned earlier, the the big talking point in the media was fishing, golf, surfing. The thing, the three main activities that players were pushing for to being getting exemptions to doing, they were lifted last night.
0: Yes, they were, and. There's been a lot of coverage around that because on face value, and I reacted the same way when I read it, like AFL players aren't allowed to go fishing, surf, play golf. It's like, well, how about you just don't play golf and don't fish and don't surf? Like just just hang out for a bit. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, but I think looking at it more holistically, it's a mental thing. It's, it's like, you know, most of the country now, restrictions have been lifted can not do what they want but, you know, within reason and acting safely, it's like you can't do these things, boys. And I think that was probably the sticking point for it. It was like, well, just let us do it. I don't think everyone's surfing every day, paying paying 20 rounds of golf in a week.
1: It's it's that old theory you don't, until you're told you can't do it, or now all of a sudden I want to do it. I don't know how many blokes at the club have ever asked me to go play around to golf, but <laughs> I've literally never, it, never been invited. once. Never been invited once to play golf with anyone else in the last 12 hours. I've had 16 different text messages <laughs> saying you want to play nine tomorrow, where no one's played golf before. These guys are hacking with their dad's clubs they've borrowed. Same with surfboards. Jack O'Nelson snapped the first surfboard
0: he ever owned this morning. I was going to mention that. He's snapped his board, first surf, but he does surf back home. I, yeah. not, not well, what, but... No, not well. No, I thought that was a given. I didn't think we'd have to explain that. <laughs> but I did want to sort of stress that as a footy club, we are trying to make this as homely as possible. And with that comes trying to do activities that you normally do. So we're hoping that... You're exactly right. We're hoping that not every player goes out and plays golf mm. for their day off because I, I don't play golf. I don't, I don't fish either. So I'm not going to go fishing because I'm on the Gold Coast and it's a holiday. We're still here to win.
1: Yeah, I think that was the main point that has been reiterated ever since the restrictions have been lifted. Whatever you do in your normal week, you should just still be doing. If you Mm. don't play golf because your back pulls up sore, don't play golf because we've got a game of footy on the weekend. We've got to win, you know? Yeah. We're here to play footy and win games of footy and that's the perspective and that's where the whole football club is coming from. And I think that's what's really going to pushed across to us in the last week or so.
0: Okay, here's a curly one or maybe a bit of a hard-hitting one. If we're here to win games of footy, how do you assess the weekend's game and how we performed?
1: A huge disappointment. Mm. Um, I think obviously being out there, I have a different perspective on it than other people. I don't know how it looked on TV, but on face value, I felt like we were beaten on the inside in the contested ball and they were sharper than us. We're not blaming anything. We're here and we've got to deal with it. It's not an excuse that we're in a hub and we're moved over. We've been here for a week. If we haven't had enough time to adapt to conditions, that's that's on us. If we want to get better at working in the dew, go do some extra touch at 7 o'clock at night if you want to with one of the coaches.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I did see you out there last night, Oscar.
1: Yeah, grabbed JK and, and took him out there with one of one of the coaches, um, just getting the, the touch right for the weekend. It's a bit
0: different the – the climate, the climate here is different. Yeah, uh, it's a very important point you made. Like we're certainly there's not one excuse. Well, mate, Gold Coast was. I thought Gold Coast like I didn't I didn't play, so it's a little easier for me to say. I just thought they played bloody well. Um, didn't. We didn't play well, but that's not why we lost. Mm. They played, they played really well, and they they were up for the fight. And all right, you hear a lot of a lot of coverage and a lot of reasons why things happen, but. A lot of the time, if you don't win the contested part of footy, and that's not winning contested ball and, you know, Matty Prittis type, you know, get in and under and whip it out to your teammates and that's why you win. It's it's everything. It is the Matty Prittis stuff, but it's the one-on-ones in the forward line, one-on-ones in the back line. Uh, just just beating your man, mm. really. And I thought Gold Coast beat their man more than we did and that's why they won.
1: Yeah, and I think... Especially the way we normally play football in dry conditions back at home, where we're a very slick style of football. We're a very skillful team. And I think when you play with guys for so long, you you see Gaffy on the wing and you, you think, Gaffy's going to take this cleanly, I'm off. And I take off to, to get the next possession and he fumbles and takes him half a second longer than it normally would. Instead of running forward with me, my man goes to the ball and then outnumbers at the contest. I think that was something that hurt us personally, us probably thinking we were going to be cleaner and sharper than what we were and Gold Coast waiting around for an extra half a second in case a mistake did happen which tended to happen more more often than not when you saw the, the game on the weekend
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was a tough one to watch um, and definitely not sugarcoating at all I don't think, I think we've been pretty honest so it pretty quickly shifts to the next week though it doesn't matter we're on the Gold Coast hub, it's the same when we're at home, if you if you play poorly and you don't do what you're meant to have done um, and that's not winning, Like I just don't think we played like we would have liked to have played so I think sometimes it's easier to move on from a loss like that than it would be a uh, sometimes even a win you get carried away with how good you're going when you win but when you lose like that it's very easy to go right switch on not switch on not the same we weren't switched on um can't speak for everyone else but yeah I think footy's a wonderful game you can you can look to the next week very quickly and redeem yourself with your actions quickly and that's by training during the week. But in the end, you're judged by how you play and you can very quickly turn things around and And I like that. And we've got every opportunity to do that because we've never been closer together ever than what we have been on the hub.
1: Absolutely. And I like like the point you made about winning can sometimes sugarcoat it. Uh, the silver lining, we lost and got smashed, we get a bounce back and we're all staying together. So if you want to work on some extras, you want to watch Vision... You can do it whenever it's you want.
0: It's never been easier to get better, ever. No.
1: Agreed. And and back to that point, we're here to play football and win games. We're not here to enjoy the holiday and play golf and go surfing. Although if you do that at home, great, do that. Find time for it, but put it around getting better as a footballer and doing your job properly.
0: All right, that's enough on the game. Don't want to talk about it Agreed. anymore. Um, I do want to touch on a few more insider stuff that probably people haven't heard too much in the media um, with the hub set up. Um, that we're we're dealing with here. Food. It was probably one thing I didn't think about too much. Like, you know, we do away trips every second week, so we know what it's like eating in a hotel. Um, The easiest way to feed 45 players plus another 30 staff is a buffet-type setup. So we're used to doing that for two or three days, but try as a listener, try and put yourself in, one, a 18 to like not 30-year-old, we won't put yourselves in my shoes, but 18 to 25-year-old sort of player, elite athlete, likes eating food, mm. you've got a buffet set up every night.
1: Yeah, and, and and a buffet is very dangerous when you're staying over here for a prolonged period because a buffet can easily become two main meals, three meals a day, every day of the week. Yeah. So, uh,
0: so they've done it a little bit differently over here because of the restrictions we're still all under. I mean, we all have to be socially distanced uh, within the hotel as well, we're not just um, you know in a hub and we can do what we like. Um, we're doing this podcast all separated, uh, sitting apart from each other. Team meetings are apart from each other. Meal times—you can't sit any more than you know three or four people at a table. We've all got to be socially distanced there, and the actual meals are the first—the first sort of three or four days are quite funny. They're tough to look at. Yeah, well, it's not funny, but uh, they were doing buffet, but it was. Every individual piece of food was in a plastic container or a plastic something or other to um, decontaminate de- it. So, yeah.
1: So basically, picture you go for lunch and you just want to get a chicken salad wrap mm. and you go down and you grab your wrap, which is in a cling. Um, cling. Usually, you'd have your wrap. You put your chicken and your
0: cheese, tomato, done, and put done. it in toaster, done.
1: Done. So you get your wrap. Um, which is in a sealed plastic container. Yep. You put that plastic container in the bin. You then go to the meat section and grab individual bit of chicken, open that up, put one indiv- individual bit of chicken, then get the next container. And so big boy like yourself and, and me, three or four bits of chicken, that's three or four extra plastic containers. And then you go over to the salad and you get the tomatoes. And that's a container. And Then the lettuce. And then your <laughs> carrot. So we're about 10 containers now. And then you want to get sauces. But we can't share a big sauce bottle, so you get the little squirty ones. Yes, three or four of those. This whole process, firstly,
0: not great for the environment. Well, yeah, I think definitely. Firstly, most they, importantly, yeah, it, it was it was an inconvenience, but it wasn't really that big a big drama. No, but firstly, environment, but yeah, boys, a lot of boys made the point like, what are we doing here?
1: Yeah, it, and and it got to the stages where we can, we are able to get takeout food, and get takeaways. We aren't allowed to eat in. We can order get them to deliver it here out the front. Uber Eats has been getting a bit of a work. Uber Eats getting a smacking. But um, a lot of guys were thinking that's the best option, not only for themselves because there wasn't, as you said, no buffet style. There wasn't a great variety that if guys don't normally have rolls during the day, what are they going to eat? So they'll they'll go out and buy sushi or or something else like that. But as I said earlier, Mm. the AFL have worked really hard to listen to to some of the suggestions we've put up to them, and-, and
0: quickly, right? Yeah, like I reckon it was a day or two, and they had plastic plastic containers gone, gone. Now it's a buffet style, but it's served by people in masks with gloves, hotel yeah. staff. It's not ideal, but it's not, you know. I just think I just think everything that's been put together has been fantastic. Like, yeah. I, I, I really can't fault it. We got your little nuances that is different to everyday life. I mean, it's gonna be. We're in a different state. We're in a we're in a, we're living in a resort, so it's going to be different but yeah. it's fine the food's food's good yeah i like it real you get to sit around teammates
1: real school cafeteria vibe where they scoop <laughs> yeah. scooping a little bit of potato and then meat for you and get yeah, more um, you're more. asking for a little bit extra and they're saying come back for your next go if you want some more um but it's good yeah i am I'm, I'm enjoying the food aspect has been tough at to the start especially for someone like me who i eat quite a lot obviously developing in, in my body and trying to put on weight was difficult but
0: lucky they've put the skinfold calipers away since uh since COVID's come, come
1: Yeah on. just the weight scales which I think not only myself, a lot of other boys are pretty happy with. What are you I'm, looking I'm, at me for? I, I'm I'm generally pretty good on the, the skinfolds reckon some other players.
0: Nick Nat You keep looking at me. You saying Nick Nat but you're looking at me.
1: Will Schofield, <laughs> Jack Petricelli Jack O'Nelson, to name a few, would be really happy that the
0: snap of the surfboard may be weight related rather than ability.
1: Well, I don't think he could get on the big waves today. He was struggling. He was just sitting underwater the whole time. <laughs> but onto this
0: week, Brisbane, no, no not onto this week, cars. Oh, cars. No, cars are good. Cars are good. We've got cars to use. Um, again, I think right, we've, we've got we've got availability of vans. Uh, we've got cars, but there's. Rules. There's rules with everything we're doing. Basically, basically, everything is rule governed. Uh, you can do basically, there's really not many things we can't do. You know, we can't go and sit in a restaurant or go and have a beer at the pub, but I just don't know how many guys are doing that during the week anyway. So it's not like it's a huge thing. Cars, we can drive cars and we can pretty much drive them where we like, but well, you may only have two people per car.
1: Yeah. One in the front driver, one in the back left passenger.
0: Is that what it is? It's supposed to be. That's exactly what I've been doing. So lucky. Perfect. They're cleaned every day. Uh, yeah. like forensically cleaned. Yeah. Um, you need to log any any person that uses it, you need to log, you need to then antibacterial wipe the whole car. Yeah. Uh and if you're 21, you can't drive. <laughs> basically, higher car insurance. Uh, policy is, which is fair enough. Um, see some of these drivers around 18, 19, You know, buddy, buddy, hoon's, buddy, hoon's, looking at you, Bailey Williams. They are uh, they're not allowed to drive. So if you are under twenty one, they can't drive. So they've got to they've got to link up with an, an older player to drive them around.
1: Yeah, and which is tough because I can't imagine. Will Schofield wanting to go to the Coles with Harry Edwards to get a block of chocolate late at night.
0: Hey, yeah, you're right. I'm pr- probably not high on my list of things to do.
1: So, um, I do like Harry though. Yeah, Harry's a good, good, good young man. But thankfully, there are also some vans which we can use. So I think in total we have 16 cars. Yep. 16 cars and maybe four or five of them are vans. Yep. And vans are allowed seven. I believe,
0: yeah, something like that. Seven,
1: yep. so <laughs> players can hop in. So there's been
0: some vans rolling down to the local supermarket. God,
1: yeah, the coals down the road has been
0: smashed. The <laughs> the sugar and confectionery aisle is bare, <laughs> bare bones. Very good, but again, it's just something we just got to be flexible with. I mean, it's it's fine. It's just um, I guess trying to just let you guys know what's going on over here. It's it's been fun. There's some good some good cars to drive actually. Muscle, yeah. Cover. I uh, probably aren't, won't mention any brands, but sure there's a few good Toyotas lying around somewhere. S- AFL sponsor.
1: Smart.
0: Thank you, Scooby. Uh, Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Maybe I don't have anything else from the hub. Do you have anything else in here right now? No. We can We can move on to next week if do you, you like. Do want
1: talk about Games Nights, what we're doing? Oh, uh,
0: we'll, yeah. We'll move on to next week. Yeah, let's finish on Games Nights. We, we're, we're, okay, we'll finish on Unity, what yeah. we're doing to say, even though we're living together, how we're saying Unity and Connected yeah. in the club. So, before we do that, uh, this week – we are here, as we said, to win games of footy. What's going to go on this week? Football this week,
1: obviously a big game. Um, we need to bounce back. Poor on the weekend, and we, we've done with that. We're past that now. Um, playing and going up against Brisbane, um, a team that were, had a really big bounce back year from a, a couple of years collecting draft picks, shall we say. Um, yep. They're a talented young side. They they beat us at the Gabba early last year, probably got us on the hop. Did you play in that game? I did, yep. Two of my first three games were against Brisbane at the Gabba. Wow. Which is a fun fact. Wow. Which is which is pretty bizarre because Brisbane at the Gabba, a lot of teams don't even have that once a year.
0: No. But we have played them a lot at the Gabba. Yeah. And, you know, on history probably says they've got the wood over us. it felt fixturing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, Brisbane, they're your uh, hoodoo team by the sounds of it. Yeah. Have you won at yeah, the Gabba?
1: Yeah, one my second game, my second game, which was up there at the Gabba. But they... They played well last week. They got over the top of Freo. It's quite interesting. I haven't gotten in a car and, and driven an hour and a half to to a ground since probably playing against Mandra down in Peel <laughs> a couple of years ago. So I think it will be interesting getting on the team bus with all the boys and, and heading down there.
0: Chellong to Melbourne, mate. That's, just, that's what that's what I cut my teeth on growing up. I might. Well, I was about to say I might play well this week, but I've probably got to get a game first.
1: Yeah, well, are we talking about... The yeah,
0: suspension? We can, yeah, we can talk about it. Well, it's not a suspension, is it? The,
1: the possible suspension.
0: Yes, it's the uh, match review panel. I believe Jeremy will be sitting. We're recording this on a Tuesday. I'm pretty happy to say that we're doing that. Yep. Don't know when it's going to be aired, but uh, we're a couple of ways, hours away from hearing how successful Gov will be at the uh, match review uh, centre. It will be an interesting one, I think. We can't really talk about the incident um, per se, but I've challenged a few reports. Yep. I've also been on the other end of it, uh, reports made against others to do with me. And it's it's a, it's a pretty intimidating process when you challenge. It's a, it feels like you're in a court of law, to be honest. Not that I've been in a court of law, but there's a judge, there's a jury, there's lawyers. You have a lawyer, the AFL has a lawyer. So there's a prosecution and a defense and they're basically pleading their case to the judge and jury. So it's as close to being in trouble with the law as you'll get. And it's a little bit intimidating. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever been involved. You seem like you're pretty clean cut some sort of player. I'm pretty squeaky clean. Um I actually had one last year where someone stood on
1: me, stomped on me, so I was the victim. Um, allegedly stomped or we we know if he did or didn't. No, nah, he did stomp on me. I think he I think he ended up getting away with a fine. Uh, okay, nice. Was, well done to
0: you. Well yeah, so we'll see, our, we'll, we'll see how Gov goes. But yeah, it's it's just uh, it's a pretty clear cut process now. You can either challenge in three areas whether whether the incident is low to the body or to the head, I think it's going to be to the head. Yeah, uh, and then it's intention and it's the force. So I think the guys will be looking at that. And um, ideally, Gov's playing. Like you know, he's I'm going to say best player because he's a backman. Yeah, he's won a couple of best and fairest, probably but most impactful. Yeah, he's a, he's an influential guy, and um, you know, sets up a lot of the way we play our footy. He's a very smart player. He's our vice-captain. So uh, we definitely want to see him come up against Brisbane on the weekend.
1: Just on terms of the, the tribunal, obviously you're someone that's been there and can give a little bit of an insight to people listening that maybe don't know what goes on. So is the person or the victim of, of the tribunal, is he also there giving a statement or how does that work?
0: Um, So to use an example, Clayton Oliver and I about three years back. Yep. Uh, may, may have been 15, four years back. I was reported for striking Clayton and we looked at the footage, spoke to myself. Obviously, you get a medical report from both us and the opposing team and then you build your case. It's it's like a, you know, so our case then was, well, I, I didn't elbow him in the chin. That was basically it and I was charged with that. And we felt like calling Clayton, it's actually the defense's choice whether to call Clayton the defendant or not? No, sorry. I'm the defendant. So, yeah, you can call the witness being the player that's the infringed upon, if yeah. you like. And in that instance, we didn't call him because there wasn't really anything he was going to say to help us. Yeah, okay. He probably, you know, not speaking on Clayton's behalf, but anyone's probably not going to go there and say, well, he didn't do this when, you know, I've been charged and there's footage and... Probably only going to go bad for you know. Yeah. So there's probably not many cases where you're going to call a person, but you can. So I don't think um with this one in particular with Gov, I don't think there'll be anyone else other than Gov and the and the lawyers and the the jury. So we'll see how he goes.
1: Yeah. On AFL in general, what have you thought of the the restart of the season? Obviously, very even competition by the the looks of it. A couple of teams that were fancied early in the year ourselves, GWS, Geelong, obviously the Richmond. And Collingwood game, none of them are 2-0. The only team 2-0. and is is and 2-0? Uh, Port Adelaide? Yes. Um, I think from memory they might be the only team that's 2-0. No one else pops in my head, but of the real- It doesn't
0: look like anything's popping into our producer Jared's
1: head either. No. <laughs> of the premiership fancies early in the season, they're the only team, I suppose, that that have started off the season really well. Thoughts on this?
0: Yeah. It's, it's always an interesting one, the start of a season, because it's important not to- I think probably if you look at the first three games, it's important not to lose all three. If you win one, lose two. If you win two, lose one. Not the end of the world. I mean, two and one's a great start, but it's important to start well. So teams that are zero and two will be feeling a lot of the pressure. You know, Teams like us that are are one and one, there's pressure as well. So the fact that no one else is two and zero, again, happy to be corrected there for anyone that's listening.
1: North Melbourne and Essendon are both two and zero. There you go. But yeah, I mean... It's really interesting. I think one thing that... An interesting perspective, obviously, at training, going into the game, we'll obviously practice the last scratch matches with, I suppose, the so-called ones team against the team that's probably generally the Waffle team. Yep. How much do you think it plays into the fact that the ones team's obviously probably got a... Well, not probably does have a stronger list than the two side. And then the team, the ones are obviously probably coming up against a team that will be stronger than that reserve side... On match day, do you think that has any impact on
0: it? Uh, when you're talking about it, though, you got to be you know respectful and remind yourself that every club's doing the same thing. So you, you probably can't think, well, you know, our preparation was affected or different or our mindset's different because we we're playing the twos because everyone was doing that. That's true, yeah. Right? So the guys on two and zero, they were all playing against their reserves and no one's had a different prep. That's been the good thing about this whole process is no one's been different. And there was a lot of uproar at the time with WA government and Melbourne government not being able to align with contact and return to play protocol that sort of stuff but in the end we want an even competition Mm. and I think we're going to get close to finishing on this one other than unity aspect I'll ask you do you think winning the flag this year 2020 would be sweeter the same as normal or less than 2019 or 2021, and assuming they're normal seasons.
1: I'm going to go with sweeter for a couple of reasons. Firstly, the amount of resolve you have to have to take a 10 week break after a prolonged preseason. And for those who don't know how regimented and structured out a preseason is, it's to the to the minute. You need to have a certain amount of minutes on field. You need to do the exact amount of kilometres over a acute period of time to get a load. Um, and then to have players go away for 10, 12 weeks unobserved is a very tough thing to then come back secondly in an aspect which hasn't happened that i can ever remember every team only plays every team once so fixturing is almost taken out of the equation there's no teams have a stronger fixture a weaker fixture
0: which is spoken about a lot
1: everyone plays everyone once and it's the probably the fairest system that there's ever been do
0: you reckon it'll stay
1: i don't think so i think over our heads with television rights they want to get as many games and In the end, it comes down to money and the television rights. They want to put as many games on TV so they can have as many people watching, get as many paid advertisements and earn as much money from it as possible.
0: Maybe the quality increases though, Oscar.
1: Yeah, you may say that, but I know it's very tough. I think most fans would want to watch more games and less.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to end almost on that. Uh, You were very busy in the off-season. We'll call it the off-season, the COVID season. Uh, You played... In a FIFA tournament, which you won. Yep, I did. Well done. Congratulations. I believe you also played in that tournament. How did you go on I it? I did. I was knocked out first round by the runner-up in the competition. So so you were third best? Yeah. Uh, second loser. Second so, loser. Yep. I did mention that because we've been doing a bit of unity stuff. So we'd finish on this. Thursday nights have been, so far, we've had one. We've got another one coming. This one it's, it's unity and it's competition night. So we had a FIFA competition. Between about 30 players. Yeah, game of doubles. Yep. How did it go? Because over my time talking on podcasts, people that have listened to me have heard about the FIFA scene at this football club. It's been a part of the fabric for 10 to 20 to 40 years.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Initially, it started off great. I was pretty confident with the my run up to the tournament, I got a, so, or at the time I thought I got a good partner in Jackson Nelson. Yep. Um, we won the first round, knocked out Jack petrucelli and Mark Hutchings. Petch is a very good FIFA player. Hutch is not. Uh, we knocked him out in the first round four nil. Somehow unbeknown to me came back into the competition. Wild card. Wild card came back into the competition and beat us in the semi final one nil. I didn't know that. Yeah. A big <laughs> smack on the chops. Wasn't happy uh, with that at all. Wow. Um, A lot of choice language towards Jackson. I'm never playing with him again. He's been kicked out of our FIFA Pro Clubs team because of it. So who won the overall comp? Jack
0: Jack and Mark Hutching. They won the whole thing. And they beat Jake Waterman um, and Jared Brander in the final. That makes me happy. Sucked in Jake, a forward. Sucked in Oscar, playing in the forward line. You do have a backman's heart though, so I will give you that, but sucked in. And uh, that's about it for Coast to Coast this week. Um, We will have another competition this Thursday. Yep. I believe it's been organised. Don't know what it is. Could be pool. Could be table tennis. Table tennis. I'd like that. Pinball and pinball machine. You guys Jeez, are we're living a great You life, guys I are old. Uh, yes, and I'm Shannon. There you go. Last bit of inside information. We've got a pinball machine. Shannon Hearn is the reigning champion at the moment, which is age dependent. The goat pinballer. I'm coming second though. Yeah, I haven't got on it yet. I'm too busy living my life. You've been with Coast to Coast. We've had a pretty good chat today, Oscar. Thanks for joining us. You want to wrap it up with a final thought? No, thank you very much. Looking forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, mate.